Coming up next on WealthWorks Radio, as the year winds down, we're looking ahead to 2024 and what changes are in store for many in the financial red zone. That's five to 10 years from retirement. Secure 2.0 has rolled out some changes that are shaking up how employer-sponsored retirement plans work. On today's show, we check some highlights. Stay tuned. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric is uh, certainly independent. He's fiduciary. Uh, he's an author and a president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph Lanza, not far behind. Well, he's not an author and, and he's not president of Retirement Wealth, but he's a really good guy and very, very smart. Hi, Joseph. How are you? <laughs> good morning, Steve. How are you? Very, very well. Thanks, Eric. All are well? All yeah, is well? Good morning, Steve. Of course. Yeah, yeah. always well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, we were just commenting that, you know, Thanksgiving, you were uh, in disbelief that it actually was next week. Uh, yeah. I mean, both <laughs> you guys had to remind me of that. So, mm-hmm. um uh, I got to get the cranberry sauce out, I guess. <laughs> I guess but, so. um, Are you a canned cranberry sauce uh, guy or of fresh Of course, yeah, All canned, right. yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> the gelled kind. Um, it's just, you know, it's unbelievable. And I think a lot of people are in disbelief that, you know, this year has, again, flown by because obviously once you get to Halloween, it's then Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and then all of a sudden it's like New Year's Eve. It is so hard to believe how fast time flies by. And... You know, and in the retirement world, when you procrastinate, you know, that's that's a whole year that has just blown by. And, you know, this is a wake up call for a lot of people that, you know, you're another year towards retirement. I am Joseph, as young as he is, he's still another year closer to retirement. You are Steve, right? Yep. So, um, I mean, time flies. And, you know, when, when you look at the stock market this year, a lot of people have been so pessimistic about it. They're like, oh, this is going on. Now you got the war over in Israel going on. Well, here's the crazy thing. I mean, how long has the war been going on in Ukraine and Russia? And the stock market really hasn't been affected by that. You know, our economy isn't the greatest, but it's not horrible. It's actually pretty good. Right. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of good earnings coming out of these companies. Um and a lot of this international money is flowing into the domestic markets. So for people that wanted to sit on the sidelines, when you take a look at where the S&P 500 is this year, through a pretty rough year, pretty damn good rates of return. Mm-hmm. So um, again, that, that's just the S&P 500. I mean, you can take a look at some other things. But, you know, th- this is, I mean, people are still hyped up on uh, CDs. You know, oh, I can't believe I'm getting 5%. I've never been a CD owner, probably never will. Um, I believe that if you have money out there, you're either a saver or you're an investor. I've never been a saver. I, I invest my money in something. I have assets, um, I have investments, but I do not have a lot of cash. I'm not a saver, I'm, I'm actually pretty bad. This is the truth, here's a, a fun fact. When I go to get my haircut, Donna pays for my haircuts. <laughs> I never have any cash ever. I'm like, Donna, can I go get a haircut? She's like, sure. She gives me 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think for the past two years, Donna's paid for every single one of my haircuts. Wow. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I never have cash on me, you know, and my barber wants cash and uh, I get it. But sure. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, as we start looking at this, you talked about Secure Act 2.0 and what that means. And there's a lot of things that are that are in place already that, that we've talked about many times. Um, and uh, let's, let's look ahead to next year and what's going to kick in with Secure Act 2.0 that's going to impact our, uh, our world, as you, if you will, of, of retirement and retirement planning. Yeah, so um, one thing that's actually going into effect next year, which is pretty cool, is um, you know the five two nine plan, the, yes. the education savings account. Well, the thing with the five two nine plan that a lot of people didn't like is you could put money in that for somebody for college use, but everybody would always say, well, what if they don't go to college, or what if they don't need those funds for college, and then that money would actually end up being taxed to that individual, and sometimes there would even be a penalty on that for that individual. However, now coming into effect next year, uh, that individual, the beneficiary of that 529 plan can actually roll over up to $35,000 of that into a Roth IRA. 
which is very powerful for a young individual who maybe they went a different route or they have extra money in that 529 plan after school and now they can actually start that tax-free savings early on and roll that right into their Roth and then continue to actually contribute to that account for the rest of their career. Right. And and again, that, that really is a big change. And people are excited about that. And the thing is, is once they find out, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons we're doing the show here is just to try to educate and, and get the word out. Right. So yeah, the 529 is becoming more of a frequently used, especially after next year, uh, because the money that you put into that is tax deductible for whoever is actually contributing into that. Um, and then the money grows tax free. So then if you could actually just switch it over into that Roth, you're pretty much getting almost like an HSA would work where it's a, a three-point tax savings, right? Sure. Money goes in tax-free, the money grows tax-free, and then that individual, if it's going into a Roth for them to use later on in retirement, all the earnings on that money will be tax-free as well. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something I learned this week, that uh, in the state of Maine, anyone born in the state of Maine is automatically enrolled in a 529 plan with 500 bucks. Wow. Oh, wow. Automatically. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, did not know that. No, well, why would we? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's Maine, but I mean, again, it's uh, that's an interesting thing, and and what people are beginning to realize is, oh wow, my kid's now you know eighteen years old, and uh, you know maybe they've added to it, but even five hundred bucks is going to grow. Right. Yeah. If it's invested in the right spot, yeah. for sure. So let's talk qualified charitable distributions. I like the fact that they are going to be indexed for inflation. How does that impact us? Yeah, so a lot of individuals, when they have these RMDs that they have to take out of their IRA accounts, well, many individuals may not need those actual RMDs as required minimum distribution. So you could actually do a qualified charitable distribution, which is going to allow that person to uh, donate to, I believe it's a 503C uh, corporation, well, which means that they're nonprofit and they're qualified as an actual charity. Uh, and that's going to be indexed. So that amount that you can do per year is actually going to keep increasing, just like how our contributions to our IRAs or our Roth IRAs increase every year with inflation as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, one of the other things that we're talking about, um, how about Roth? I, Roth 401k contributions no longer subject to RMDs because we were thinking before, why in the world are they anyway? Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, too, the employer match is actually not allowed to go into the Roth portion of a 401k. And now we've seen with the Secure Act 2.0 that that's changing as well, where your employer's match can actually go into that tax-free portion of your Roth as well. So it can be extremely powerful. Uh, There's a lot of free money you don't want to leave on the table out there with that match. And if you can do all of your contribution plus your match into that Roth especially if you have uh, a good chunk of years left before you actually go to retire, that could be a sizable amount of tax-free money that you're going to have in retirement. Well, I mean, this year, if you're over 50, it could be $30,000 you could dump into a Roth. And, yeah, that, and that's, that's, just, that's just the employee, too. Yeah, and right? that doesn't that's count not, the match. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, like, to me, lot. it seems like what happened with Secure Act 2.0 is they sort of fixed things that they didn't really think through in Secure Act 1. Well, I think what they did was they realized, okay, our, our debt is going through the roof, right? And, and remember, and this is one, the one thing I want to tell all listeners out there, if the government puts a limit on something, it must be something really good. And so remember, you are able to do this, but they also know that the majority of people are not going to do this. So it makes them look like they're doing you a favor, but there's a lot of people that will not take advantage of this. Look at how many Roth IRAs are, are available out there that people that people just don't take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is all tax-free money. I mean, again, the debt is approaching $33.8 trillion. It's not 33, it's closer to 34. And before you know it, it's gonna be at 35 and 36. So our debt is not getting better, it's getting worse. And so as the baby boomers start to pass away, which, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say in the next one or two years, because right now the bulk of them, remember in 2024, you have the peak. It's the uh, biggest year that they turn 65. But in another five and 10 years, you're gonna have some of them passing away with significant assets. And if you're not properly prepared, it's going to be one of the biggest tax grabs in history. 
So the thing is, is that you have to be prepared. And also with transfers of generational wealth, it's another way. It's another really good way to take a look at this. Sure. And and again, these are the kinds of things that you talk about every day with folks. And and, to, you know, to stay on top of it, that's really kind of the important piece here is that, you know, we're making folks aware of things that can impact them. But you're already aware. And, and uh um, one of the other ones I like here about employer matching contributions. Talk about this one with student loans and all of the controversy around that. What does this mean? Yeah, so just like how an employer can actually match a 401k contribution, now an employer can actually match what is made on a student loan payment. Um, so each payment that you make on a student loan can therefore be matched according to the terms of the plan. So especially for individuals that are maybe just getting into their career, just coming out of college, this can be very powerful for them as well to kind of get out of debt at a quicker rate. Sure. All right. Well, again, so we've kind of hit some highlights here, but uh, we do need to take a break. Let's remind folks how to get in touch and uh, come on in and have the conversation with you. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you, complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, Joseph. Folks, do take advantage of the opportunity to put together a financial roadmap once and for all. It's a chance for you to get that true, practical financial review. And if you call right now, it's available, no cost, no obligation, 800-779-1942. You'll get that comprehensive financial review and see where you are today, yes. But more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you got nothing to lose. Call right now, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Quick break for us. We're coming back. Lots more on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lenz. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, retirement planning can feel complicated and overwhelming for many. But we've got a lot of answers to these questions when we come right back. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanz. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and we are cruising through today. Um, I like this. We're getting into frequently asked questions, and these are questions that you guys deal with every day. I suppose it's at some level, and um, so there. But the but the answers aren't necessarily obvious, and that's why we're doing them. Um, so here's the question: How much do I really need to retire? A lot. A lot. Well, right. I mean, I mean, that's true. I mean, it is true. And, and like people, you know, but but honestly, they don't know how much their life costs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when we ask somebody, look, what we're trying to do is maintain your lifestyle. And I actually had a person say to me, well, geez, that sounds like awful living large. I'm like, no, it's not really living large. But whatever lifestyle you have, you don't want to lose that lifestyle. Right. So I'm right. not saying that you're, you know, riding off in a Rolls Royce and, you know, heading down to your yacht or something, but you know, like it's still a lifestyle, right? Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. No matter what it is. I mean, you could, you know, you could be content going to bingo on Friday night and going to, you know, have pizza and a football game on Sunday, but still that life still costs you money. And so you don't want to lose that lifestyle. But what's, a, what's surprising to us most of the time is how many people have no clue how much they actually spend. And when you really think about it, if you had to take one month. So we're in the month of November right now. Mm -hmm. You take November, you got Thanksgiving. So you might be, you know, putting out dinner. Your granddaughter might have a birthday. Maybe you got to send your uh, daughter some money. Uh, you've got to pay your own bills. Maybe you need a car repair. Bottom line is, if you had to write one check that month to cover all of your bills, what would that be? And so you have to kind of times that by 12. And so, you know, remember this time of the year, everybody gets hit with property taxes. Um, you might have income taxes that are due next year. So you're anticipating that you've got insurance that might be due on your properties. So these are all the things that you really have to start to think about. 
Um, and so, again, you've got to figure out what your annual budget is. And that is really the basis of financial planning. But it's crazy to me at, at how much people don't understand how much they actually need to spend. Sure. And again, that's, you pose that question. It's so it's so good that you're right. I don't think people can. No. And I mean, I've sat down with somebody not too long ago and we went through their budget. Um, and as I was looking through it, they had listed all their monthly fixed expenses, right? And like, well, here's how much we spend a month, right? So I quickly flipped through it. And something I didn't see on there is two major expenses, right? I was like, I don't see any groceries or any dining out. You know, how are you guys eating? And then you kind of look at them and they kind of go, oh, yeah, I didn't really think of that, right? <laughs> how much we actually spent on that. And that ended up being an extra almost $20,000 a year, right? Right. Oh, wow. And I mean, and that's an essential, whether you're eating out or you're going to the grocery store or whatever it is, or you're, you know, and the gas going in your, in your car, those are expenses that are going to stay there. And more importantly, food and gas are probably two of the most expenses that are going to be increased for inflation, yeah. right? Throughout mm-hmm. your whole retirement. And there's also ones that people don't really think about on a monthly basis too, like home maintenance, right? So on average, you're, you know, you might go through a full year where you don't have, you know, you don't spend anything on home maintenance, right? No appliances needed to get fixed. You didn't have your, you know, AC worked on. There was no repairs that needed done. But then there's going to come a year where there's going to be a huge drop in the bucket for that expense, right? right? So it's our job as financial planners to kind of spread that out over your lifetime, over your budget and have to actually allocate maybe a small percentage of your budget to home maintenance. And you may not see it for a year, two years, three years even, but then your roof needs to get repaired, right? right. Or you need a whole new new AC unit. And when somebody comes in and they say, man, I, you know, I need $20,000. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm getting a new roof. You know, I'm worried about where I'm going to pull this money from. And then you can pull up their financial plan and say, oh, well, we budgeted for home maintenance already. So, you know, that extra money that we were assuming that you were consuming for home maintenance, well, that's where this is going to come from, right? right? And you're actually able to show that to somebody. And whether it's home maintenance, vacations, or gifts, you know, it's all being factored into that plan. is the number, folks. 800-779-1942. So how much do I need? And then where does that money come from? And how do I know where to put it? Yeah, so what we have to do is we have to take a look at how much you're spending. And then we're also trying to manage your tax brackets. So, you know, a lot of people keep socking money away in their 401k, 401k. And the only thing that you're really doing is you're becoming a bigger partner with the IRS. Because remember, every time that you have tax deferred money, when you go to withdraw that, you're gonna have to pay taxes on the income taxes on that. So the, the bottom line is, is that how do you fund your retirement? Well, it depends. I mean, we have to be strategic, we have to be tactical, we have to take a look at uh, your risk factor. A lot of people, you know, as they get into retirement, they don't want stock market risk. Um, or, you know, maybe your tax plan is out of whack and nobody ever did any tax planning for you. Again, this is, it blows me away how, on how many people want to maintain their lifestyle or they'll say, oh, I'm not really worried about money. Uh, you, you are worried about money, right? Because I mean, money is what fuels our life. And so, you know, when you don't have a financial plan, you don't have an income plan, you're just kind of out there and you're hoping everything turns out okay. But you have to figure out how you're funding your retirement, why you're putting it into this account, and what are the future ramifications of that account as well. Sure. And, uh, you know, as we look at this, um, one of the other questions um, is, uh, we talk about pensions, and if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, you've got some choices there generally, and one of them may be a lump sum, one of them may be an annuity. One of, I mean, how do we deal with that, and, and what do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, it depends on everybody's situation, right? And that's, that's the true answer, but a lot of it comes into, you know, when is the timing of your retirement, right? What about your other assets that you have at hand? And then you have to also run the numbers for, well, what's the actual payout ratios, for that pension, right? Because mm-hmm. the actual lump sum of that may look pretty good compared to other pensions where it may not. It all depends on the payout ratio for that. And it also comes into play of what your needs are, right? Do you have a spouse that this pension maybe is a you know 100% survivorship? So where if something happens to you, you know that they're going to still be getting that pension. If that's a large worry for you, then maybe the lump sum is not as great of an option for you. And also the last one here is like life expectancy, 
right? You have to think, okay, well, if we are kind of projecting maybe a less of a life expectancy, which sounds morbid, but when we're doing financial planning, you really have to look at these numbers like this, then the lump sum might be a better option to achieve the goals that you want in maybe a shorter time frame rather than projecting, you know, a longer life expectancy. So it really depends on everybody's individual situation and those needs of that client. So are you seeing that, I mean, with people that are fortunate enough to have a pension at this point, that they're sort of faced with that, that question, that dilemma, if you will? Yeah, I think they are, because as we've talked about before, you know, it's, it's different in today's world. Normally, right now, if, unless you're a government employee, you know, many people don't have pensions anymore. Right, They're just given a pile of money and a large lump sum at retirement, and they're like, here, figure it out. Right. Where, yes, of course. Where, as you know, you know, in, in the 80s and 90s, it, it was far different. Right. Everybody got a pension and it, nobody really worried about putting as much money into their 401ks or putting money on the side. They just knew that they were going to have their wages replaced by that pension and they were going to be good. Um, but now and we see where a lot of companies that are still offering those pensions, they also don't want the risk anymore. Right. They would rather just say, hey, here's the lump sum. You figure it out. Even though they've been funding that pension for that employee, they want to transfer that risk onto the employee and say, you make it work. You figure it out. We don't want the risk of having to invest this money and keep it alive for as long as you are. But that's where you can really help us out there and, and give us some guidance on that and, and hopefully make it last, uh, you know, all the way through. I mean, that's what financial planning is all about, right, is running those different scenarios. Okay, here's what a scenario looks like where you are taking the lump sum instead of the pension, and here's what that can do for you. Here's the goals that can achieve for you. Or here's the scenario where you do take the pension, right? And like I said, it all depends on the other assets that you have on top of that. Because when you can hedge a pension or some form of fixed income in retirement with other assets that are maybe market invested assets, that's where you can come into play where you really have a lot of options to choose in retirement. Well, speaking of options, before we run out of time, let's just touch on Social Security. And that becomes part of that process as well. And, and certainly an important part of the retirement plan. When to take it? That's the question. Right. And, you know, life expectancy can come into play here as well. But also, depending on when you're going to retire and other assets you have to pull from can come into play as well. Because some people get so hell bent on waiting until the maximum amount of their Social Security will be paid out to them, right, which may be 70 years old. But for somebody with maybe, you know, less of a life expectancy, it may not make as much sense, especially when you think, okay, if I could take Social Security a little bit earlier, and then I'm not having to pull from my investment invested account, right, and that is allowed to continue to grow, you can give your money a lot more time to make sure that you're not outliving your money, okay, right, by using that Social Security to fund your lifestyle right when you retire. So let's talk uh, mortgage. Uh, pay it off? Don't pay it off? What do we do? It depends. I mean, you know, there, there's all different kinds of scenarios, but, you know, there's a lot of people that want to pay off their house and they want to delete, you know, accounts to be able to do that. And I mean, that could really hinder you down the road. And so a lot of people say, I just want to pay it off. And, and I, I don't really get it because like, you know, the, the bottom line is that, you know, you should at this point have a super low interest rate. So, I mean, hopefully you refinanced and you're in, you know, the threes somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at that point, why would you even pay off anything? Like I hyper-focused on putting more into my retirement accounts once I refinanced my house. Um, just because, and I still put in an extra 500 bucks a month, but really at that rate, what's the point? I can get a better rate of return over time where I invest it. And so again, you've, you've got to run the financial plan, you've got to run the income plan, and you have to forecast because even if you pay off that house and you're sacrificing you know, other accounts, you're using those accounts to pay off the house, that could hinder you down the road. And one of the things that we always say on the show is never, de never delete a future income producing asset. And that's what a lot of people are doing now. And let me tell you something, you owe 150 grand in your house and you have 150 grand in a brokerage account, you, you, you sell that 150 grand, you pay off the house, the house hasn't changed. You're mm -hmm. still sitting in your house, you're still having breakfast and dinner in your house and it's paid for, but you're gonna start thinking to yourself, I don't have that 150 grand growing over here anymore. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, it really does, but people are, people just become disconnected and they want it paid off so much. But again, there's a lot of different options out there. Sure. Well, and again, one of the options, uh, we have to take a break. There's no option there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so let's do that and we'll come back and continue.
Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, Joseph. That's the goal here at the show is to really help you make the best decisions for you. If you've got questions about what we're talking about, how it might apply in your own situation, now's the time to give us a call, 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Another quick break, and we're back with more on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Preparing for retirement can feel overwhelming at times, especially for folks who have many questions about the matter. To help clear the confusion, we're answering five frequently asked retirement planning questions right now with a financial professional. Let's dive right back in. Hey, we are back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza, and consumer advocate Steve Sodal. Eric, of course, president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph, alongside him, is an independent fiduciary as well. And just in general, you guys are staying really busy this time of year, aren't you? Yeah, this is, uh, I think, in it felt like in September we had a little bit of a reprieve for like a week. Okay. And, you know, you start thinking, are we going to close the front doors? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you know it's 110 miles an hour again and it's just you know it all comes back and then it never stops and yeah yeah uh yeah it's been crazy i mean but like i said i mean we're we're um working with a lot of new uh prospective clients that have been calling in they're kind of frustrated with the past couple of years with their advisor um they're not really given any direction and you know you, you can see the frustration in them for sure they're overwhelmed they're frustrated they're like look I can't, I can't mess around anymore you know and there's a lot of people who get closer to retirement they get into that financial red zone and they start to realize you know what I do need to make sure I'm, I'm going to be okay so there's a lot of things going on and again when we put them through the financial planning process it is a very um, delicate Uh, very intricate, very organized process that we're putting them through. And it's very personalized. So it's it's not built for everyone. It is built specifically for them. And when they actually see their entire retirement and their future unravel in front of them, and we start to show them an income plan, a tax plan, maybe a transfer of generational wealth, they start to understand the, the financial road that they're going down, and it becomes more clear to them. And I think that that's the one thing that's been lacking in this industry for a long time for many financial firms is there's no transparency. You know, people really aren't shown everything. And uh, so I think that that's the one thing. That's why we have a you know portfolio management side where we're managing the money for our clients. But then we also have a financial uh, planning uh, strategy session um, on the other hand. So it makes a huge difference for that client. Of course. And uh, as we get into this, once we get into retirement, and what do we need to do with our money? Do we, do we stay invested? Do we still have risk? How, how do we put all of that together? Yeah, I mean, it's going to change for the needs as you get older too, right? Everybody knows kind of the, the theory of, well, as I get older, I don't want to be exposed to as much risk, right? Sure, but some people fall short to that idea of being too conservative, right? So think about if you're 65 years old and you just entered retirement and you're like, okay, it's time to go to my 60-40 portfolio, right? I'm going to be 60% in bonds and, or 60% in equities and 40% in bonds. And as we saw last year, that didn't really work, right? Bonds had single-handedly the worst year in history. So the point is, is that the market is always going to be changing. The investment landscape is always changing and how you actually want your money to be invested. You want it to be in the places that are most relevant to whatever your situation needs. Because if you're 65 years old, you know, you can very well live to be 95, which means you still have 30 years of investing, right? The actual time frame of that is 30 years that you need income from that account. So if you fall short to being too conservative during that time frame, 
Well, then there's a good chance that the withdrawals that you're going to be making from that account are going to be too heavy on the actual rate of return that that account is earning if you are too conservative, right? Because those have to last for the rest of your life. So it really just depends on making sure that you're relevant to what the current market is showing you, but also managing that risk and not being too heavily invested in you know those higher risk assets. So how do you talk people off the uh, off the cliff there with their if they're too conservative and you say you got to get out there? Well, I mean, I mean, you have to show them. You you can't really talk, right? You have to show them, right? That's okay, what we sure. believe here is where you're actually showing them a financial plan, right? Let's say that they've been pretty conservative the past ten years, right? And not mm-hmm. to mention the market has done very well the past ten years, right? So if you show them a financial plan and say, "Hey, here's what your rate of return has been the past ten years," if we just project out that same rate of return, let's say over the next twenty or thirty years here's what your accounts look like, or here's where your shortfalls are going to be. Because I think actually showing people numbers and proving it to them that way is a hell of a lot more powerful than just sitting back and saying, yeah, you guys are in rough shape. You need to make some changes here and here. Right. Right. I think people are tired of investment advisors just saying things and not showing them actual numbers. Right. Well, and again, that's something that you've done since the beginning is, you know, the transparency that you have at, at Retirement Wealth is, you know, is unmatched. And the other thing is maybe we don't take on that client. Yeah, well, OK. I mean, I, I mean, and the, the, the fact of the matter is Joseph is, was way too nice. But the, the, <laughs> the bottom line is, is that, look, if I write a financial plan and, and somebody says, look, I'm so conservative, you know, I can't move out of you know, whatever investment they're in. And I know that they're going to fail. They're going to successfully fail retirement because taxes, inflation, their required minimum distributions. If you have a healthcare event, that's going to take you out. I'm just going to say, look, I don't think we're a good fit, you know, and I'm going to tell them why I'm going to be honest with them. You know, and, and a lot of people, you have to remember this. A lot of people are not capable of making an emotional change. And so, um, if they're stuck in that position, there's nothing we can do for them. And, you know, they should just stay where they are. But if you're willing to make a change, you know, for the benefit of you, right? This isn't for the benefit of me. This is for the benefit of you. This is not my retirement. It's your retirement. And so we're literally showing you based on a certain return, based on inflation, based on your required minimum distributions, based on the income that you need, Right. We're, we're not we're not just throwing these numbers out. We're literally writing you a, an income plan and it will show you approximately based on that rate of return, how long your money's going to last. And a lot of times when it's dwindling at the end, that's not a good position to be. No. So, again, you, you've got to be wide aware of what your money's doing. And we have a lady right now, um, you know, she's uh, she just got divorced and she's in her late 50s. And I said, look. I go, you got to sacrifice for six more years and you're golden throughout retirement. She's just like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You got to make some changes in your life. And I'm, I'm giving her the real. If you can't give me six years for the next 25 years, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like this is what we need from you. And so, you know, she's like, I'm going to try to put it together. I'm like, don't try, do it. Do it. You know, and I understand that there's a change in lifestyle for a little bit. But what are you more concentrated on right now? A good time for right now or the next 25 years of your life after you retire? I mean, this is where we have to get real. This is where I have to be real. And there's a lot of advisors out there. You know, there's a lot of great advisors, but there's also a lot of advisors who'll be like, oh, I'll take her on. You know, I, I need the assets under management, right? I want you to be successful. I want to prove to you where you're going to be. You know, and, and, and again, we're trying to give you a ballpark based on, you know, a certain rate of return and, and everything, but we want you to understand where you're going. And a lot of people are making too many decisions without having enough information out there. Very well said. 800-779-1942. And one of the things, Eric, that you've said all along is we have to be flexible in our retirement plan. And again, as things change, the plan changes. Yeah, everything. I mean... You know, look at all the events around the world. We've talked about this on the show before, but look at all the events that have occurred around the world and they've all been so different than each other. You know, you've got the 2008 real estate meltdown. That was unbelievable. 
you know, and the big short, if you've ever watched that movie, it's just incredible to watch all of these homes that were vacated. You got the crocodile in the back pool. And, uh, you know, that was Florida. That was Austin. That was Arizona. That's all these big areas that, you know, were you know, things were overbought and people just lost their homes. You know, then you go through recessions, you got Brexit, completely different thing uh, than any other thing. You've got wars, you got invasions, you have terrorist attacks, you have tech meltdowns, you have all these different things. And then you had a, a worldwide pandemic. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Right. And all of these events are so different. And so everything is always going to change. But the more things change, the more they also stay the same. And so again, if you have your own financial plan, it's your own financial roadmap, you keep following that. And it, like what Donna says to everyone, look, you're gonna have roadblocks every once in a while. That's just what happens. You know, if you drive from here out to Utah, that's a very long trip, just like your retirement. You're gonna hit traffic accidents. You're gonna have problems. You might have a flat tire. The car might break down. There's a lot of events that could take place into changing our direction. And so we have to be able to write that financial plan. You're always gonna be making adjustments. You can't get frustrated and say, oh, I thought things were going well. Yeah, they're gonna go well for a little while, but then something's gonna happen. And again, no matter what, what we think is gonna happen, sometimes something else comes right out of the blue that we just don't expect. Sure. We see it all the time. I mean, I've been in this business for 22 years now. I've seen almost everything. And I say almost because I'm sure I'm gonna see a lot more. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, the thing is you always are gonna have financial roadblocks and you've gotta be prepared for them. One of the ones that we have to be really prepared for is taxes because that is going to influence how our retirement plan is laid out. Yeah, I mean, taxes just don't stop once you go into retirement, right? They're still gonna be there. And especially if people are, like Eric said before, if you're just funding your 401k, right, and you have this big lump sum of tax deferred money, well, taxes are going to be a huge issue for you in retirement because all the money that you have saved up, well, it's not 100% yours, right? There's a lot of people that are like, well, 70% of that is yours, right? The other 30% really belongs to the government. And that's at current tax rates, right? If we go into you know 2026 when we're supposed to be uh, renewing the tax code, the current tax laws are actually sunsetting and those may be changing there's a good chance that those are gonna be much higher than they are today, right? So taxes are gonna be an issue for a lot of retirees. And the, the thing is, is that we do have time to do something about it, right? And that's what true tax planning is, is actually looking at your future taxable situation and doing something about it today, rather than just focusing on, hey, I can get you you know, this tax deduction or this tax credit for this year. No, true tax planning is about looking 10, 15, 20 years in the future and saying, okay, uh, we don't want this money to be taxable to you down the road, so here's the steps we have to take in order to reduce your taxable situation. Well, sure, and again, on that note, we are up against the clock once again. Let's uh, go ahead and remind folks how to get in touch. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're gonna be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We're going to get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you, complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from us. Stay tuned. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza. One more segment. And, of course, Eric just said we are jumping into questions from listeners. Uh, and you said this year has been not predictable. Is, is that fair to say? 
Yeah, I think I think that's a great way to take a look at it. I mean, you know, th- there's been a lot of issues this year. You know, um, interest rates have been all over the place. Obviously, they've risen. I mean, look at last January where they were compared to where they are now. Oh, yeah. Scary. Uh, yeah, scary. I mean, talk about a jump in that. So, you know, that's something that we weren't really used to. And, you know, Jay Powell is still on a tear. You know, he still wants to get inflation down. And, you know, it, it really is. It's, it's making everything, buying everything much, much more expensive. So there will be a slowdown. And the thing that I want to tell everybody is that from a historical standpoint, the day that they stop raising interest rates or pause and they say we're done raising rates, there actually is a big sigh of relief and usually the market will do very well. However, 11 to 12 months after that, you will be facing some sort of recession, whether it's a slight recession or a mid recession, we don't really know. But the bottom line is, is that that is typically what happens after they raise rates like this. So it's something where, you know, there's a little bit of euphoria there where they're done raising rates and everybody's out dancing in the streets. But the financial advisor has to be aware of, okay, maybe we can step on the gas a little bit with asset allocations and, and so forth. But the bottom line is we also have to be prepared for what's going to happen down the road. And, you know, the, the one thing about the United States is we spend. Boy, do we spend. You know, everybody got through COVID with a bag of rice or absolutely nothing. What did we get? Oh, everybody, everybody got a paycheck. Oh, you're not working? You get a paycheck. Here's a handout. I mean, my God. You know, so um, the whole uh, PPP thing was just incredible at how much money went out. And nobody really suffered during that. Not if you're a business with PPP money. I mean, you got right through it. Right. But now we're going to pay for that. So the bottom line is, is that remember, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. And so even if they do rates, we've got to be prepared for the um, second shoe default down the road. So that that's the one thing that I'm always aware of. So if the if the rates increases stop, what happens when they begin to roll them back? Well, I think what's going to happen is is that there will be a sigh of relief, but there's also going to be more refinancing okay. going on. You know, there, and that that is typically what happens. It's interesting to see what happens with mortgage brokers. You know, um, people are buying a lot more homes when things are low, and then all of a sudden, you know, when rates go up, they slow down. But as soon as they decrease, now they're busy with refis. And so there's going to be a lot of refinancing that goes on. I mean, uh, you know, you were crazy if you didn't refinance when when rates were low. And um, we actually, you know, had one of my commercial buildings where my office is in and I called the bank. I'm like, are you guys going to refinance this? And they're like, well, I don't know. We're, we're thinking about it. I'm like, well, if you don't, I'm just going to go somewhere else where they will. Then all of a sudden that day, all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to change your rate. Oh, good you enough. Know? Good enough. Yeah. And uh, I mean, but, you know, it, it's going to be interesting and it will boost the economy again. But. I mean, I think that's going to be a while before rates come down. All right. Let's see. Uh, Bonnie has a question for us. Uh, She's wondering, um, she's in Bonita Springs, and she says, I'm 65, not yet retired, considering purchasing an immediate annuity using all the funds in my 403B plan upon retirement. Would the annuity distribution satisfy required minimum distributions? How will placing the entire amount in an annuity be taxed? And how will the monthly payments be taxed? Oh, Bonnie, you got some questions there. Yeah, so because this is coming from a 403B plan or like a 401k or IRA where it's tax deferred, any of those payments that are coming out of that annuity are going to be fully uh, taxable income to Bonnie, right? So no matter what the total amount is that's getting paid out, all taxable income. Okay. And as matter as far as the uh, RMDs go and if that will satisfy that or not, it depends on what that amount is, right, right before she hits that 73 year old mark, right? And what the payout rate is on that actual uh, annuity that she is purchasing. One piece of advice I will give is always beware whenever we're talking about using all the funds, right? If you're using all your funds of retirement going into one thing like an annuity, this is where you're kind of pigeonholing yourself, right? And you want to make sure that you're maintaining options, right? So maybe a better solution would be, okay, I'm doing half Right. Half of my 403B is going into an immediate annuity and the other half is going into another investment vehicle. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, the, the one question that a lot of people don't understand how to ask is, well, what about my required distributions 
our required minimum distributions. And then also, what about uh, inflation? And, you know, again, this is where an income plan has to be ran. And I think if, Bonnie, you're young, you're only 65. So the bottom line is that if you take a look at inflation over time versus what the immediate annuity is going to pay, mm, I don't think that you're going to like that another five or 10 years. I think that you're actually going to see where your purchasing power goes way down with an immediate annuity. There's other options that you can go in there that will be inflation protected. Um, and you really have to consider that because, again, you might have health care issues down the road and they get to be rather expensive. You've got to be wide aware of these. Sure. All right, Bonnie, give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. Um, Herman is in Marco and says, I was automatically enrolled in my company's 401k years ago. I'm 55, plan to retire at 65. Is there anything I should be doing now to help get me to retirement? Yeah, so this is like the red zone that we talk about, right? Right, so if exactly. You're, if, you're, if you're 10 years till retirement, you still have a good uh, chunk of time to make some changes, look for options. So one thing that I would say is look for that Roth option in your 401k, see if that's available, see if you could start contributing to that. And then secondly, start building out your retirement plan now, right? With 10 years until retirement, you have a sizable amount of time to where if things don't look so good, you can make changes and you can really craft the retirement you want when you still have time available to do so, when you still have 10 years of working time available. And you're building out that plan so that you know on that day, you know, if you're working with an advisor building out that plan, that you can say, okay, am I good to retire, right? And you see it in front of you. You see that plan that you put together has worked out the strategies that you have built out. And once you decide to say, I'm ready to retire, you know and you have the confidence that you won't ever have to go back to work. All right. Well, that's, not, yeah, I like having work being optional. Yeah, right. I mean, well, and the thing is, is, you know, you might say, oh, I want to stop working at 63, right? And some people that don't build out a retirement plan would just, you know, wing it, if you will, and retire at 63 and say, well, you know what, if things don't work out, I can always go back to work. Well, let's say things are going great until you're 74 years old, right? I don't know many 74 year olds that really want to get back into the workforce. No. Right. And the other side of that is I don't really know many employers that are bringing on 74-year-old employees. You make a point. 800-779-1942. Herman, give us a call. Marjorie's in Englewood and says, My husband is a recently retired postal employee, and we're confused as to whether we can take out a large amount of 401k money without risking him losing his pension. He says he can only make $22,000 a year now that he's retired and will be penalized if he earns more than that. So if we take out, say, $25,000 or above from that 401k, does that count against the 22000 he is permitted to make extra per year? That's a lot of confusion there for me. Yeah, so I think that the confusion comes from when somebody's saying that you can only make $22,000 a year, although that money from that 401k is taxable income, it is not earned income, right? So there's a big difference there. Oh, okay, sure there earned is. Earned income is coming from employment, where just because that uh, 401k money is taxable income does not mean it's earned income. So you should be okay to take that money from that 401k. Okay. Well, now it confused. I'm confused here because she's calling it a 401k, but he's a postal employee. Wouldn't right. that be a, a TSP? It's going to be. Chances yeah, yeah, exactly right. So it's going to be different than a 401k. It's still kind of taxed the same way, right? It's just the government one. Um, but she, again, she's got, she's kind of confusing one with another. And this is what happens with a lot of people. So what I would do is I would definitely get a financial plan done. And understand because a lot of people say, hey, I want to retire and do something else. Well, that's fine. But and, and I think she's referring to really Social Security, right, Joey? Right. right. Seems I like think it. I, it seems like Social Security with the the amount of earned income you're allowed before you start getting penalized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, really before it, full retirement age. Sorry. Yeah. If you really think that, you know, you're going to go back out there, then understand what your limits are through the financial plan as well as the income plan. Um, and then understand, you know, really where you're going to pay your bills from. I mean, that, and that's the whole purpose of a financial plan. We're trying to be strategic, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and then you go into the income plan. So it, it, 
Yeah, this is this is a typical question that we get from a lot of people. Actually. Wow, seems like well, yeah. So again, folks, if if that sounds confusing to you, if you'd like some clarity, that's where the team at uh, at Retirement Wealth can come into play. Eight hundred seven seven nine nineteen forty two. Let's see, we got time for one more. Danny is in Alma, and he says, "My spouse and I are both sixty five and recently retired. So between Social Security and savings, we have enough to live on a reasonable level of comfort. Now we each have five hundred thousand in term life insurance policies that are coming up for annual renewal. At what point does it make sense to cancel those policies? I mean, I think this is something that we sit down with a lot of people. You know, we, we take a look at everything. Remember, that was to cover something in case of a loss of income. But really, when you get into retirement, um, you know, and, and if you only have like one or two or three years left and you're both in pretty healthy shape, I really don't see the purpose of it. Now, if it's a permanent policy, that's a whole different ball game, right? Because now you know that that permanent life policy is going to be there and you can use that down the road. But when it comes to term life, we absolutely take into account that we take a look at your lifestyle and so forth. And a lot of people, yeah, we just tell them just to get rid of it. Don't, don't even make the payment. Right. Oh, no kidding. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. I mean, you know, like I said, you don't pay it, it runs out and you're done. Um, because like I said, I mean, the, these companies, um, they, the underwriters, they understand, you know, the, the time limit of most people have. And, you know, the majority of the time, the insurance company wins, right? Sure, they and do. And so you're paying out all this money. Um, now, if you, if you had a $500,000 mortgage, right, and you still had 12 years left on this thing, and you know, you were significantly older, that might be a time to say, well, keep it open, because if anything does happen to you, at least you can pay off the house. Yeah. But you know, if you have everything else paid off, and it, you know, there's really no room for that, more than likely, you're not going to need it, I would just drop it. All right. 800-779-1942. Danny, give us a call. And uh, that's going to have to put the uh, put the wraps on this show. Yeah. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If, you, if you're out there and you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land, you want to get a second opinion, you've never had a financial plan, or you're looking for ways to turbo, turbocharge your retirement income, please give us a call today. We're waiting at the phone lines. Pick up the phone. Give us a call today. Get that second opinion in. We look forward to hearing from you. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call, folks. It's really why we give you the opportunity to come on in and, and really get a better handle on your own financial situation. Just give us a call, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. One of my favorite hours of the week, guys. This has been so much fun. Great information today. And, you know, hey, it's almost... It's coming up, Steve. It is indeed, yes. <laughs> it is. Hey, everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all the positive feedback. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Go Dolphins. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.